Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome into the video and the channel that your friends and your league mates don't want you to know about because it's the place where you're going to get the top notch, the over the top rope information to win. Or at least if you don't, it's not on me, it's on you. But to win your fantasy football leagues, fellas, 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 ladies, gentlemen, how y'all doing today? I got two guys, two fellow fellas, if you will, two fellas that are being drafted way too low at their current ADP, their average draft position that I think you should be drafting right now. And I can't stop drafting this summer in best ball mania over on underdog. And I want to smack you around and let you know about those fellas right now. So right before we get into it, if you could subscribe to this YouTube channel and you probably don't want to tell a friend to tell a friend because you don't want the word to get out. So hitting the notification bell is a way to compensate for that. So let's get into it with the first fellow that I want to talk about right now. And that fellow's name is going to be one Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders out of Penn State, the former second round pick for the Philadelphia, not 76ers, but Eagles is going to be a fellow that I can't stop drafting. And I can get Miles Sanders right now every single time in the third round. Every single time in the third round. For a guy who last year, keep in mind, the flop lag, a situation in which everything went wrong for Miles Sanders, not because of himself. No, he was actually fine. But the accounting numbers at the end of the year are going to make it seem like he wasn't fine. But let's break it down right now. Miles Sanders was going a sure thing in the second round all the time last year. And often he was be being taken in the first round, whether it was the 10th, the 11th, the 12th overall pick in 12 team drafts last year, right? You were probably one of those guys. I was mad when I couldn't be one of those guys drafting fifth, sixth overall in some drafts and didn't want to reach for him. That's how good of a play and a good of a thought Miles Sanders was last year. So what then happens last year? Well, Miles Sanders plays 12 games. He gets nicked up, right? He plays 12 games and he was pacing for over 1,400 yards. He had over 1,000 total yards on the season in just 12 games. Okay, so what's so bad about averaging 85 plus yards a game? Nothing really, in my opinion, but you know, that gets lost on some people when you go back and look at the season for Miles Sanders. Oh, he wasn't great. Oh, the guys they're bringing in in the offseason. Oh, they drafted a running back in the draft. Yeah, we're going to talk about all that. I don't care about any of it. None of it really, for the most part, to me, worries me about Miles Sanders. Last year, they had Carson Wentz. They don't have Carson Wentz anymore. Why? Because Carson Wentz, whether it was a mental issue or there's something actually wrong after injuries, he just stunk last year. So they got rid of him, right? And Jalen Hurts came in, wasn't accurate at all, 52% completion percentage, did some things on the ground to look exciting for fantasy, but he had bad quarterback play around him. Oh, and not to mention, he had arguably his top three offensive linemen down and injured in two of them before the season even started. So going into a team that did not have stable quarterback play, going into a team that did not have any type of, any type, any type of continuity along the offensive line. I mean, come on, come on, fellas, come on. Obviously, Miles Sanders is going to struggle out there if that's the case. I mean, you would clearly struggle. I would clearly struggle. We'd get absolutely smashed. But this athlete, this absolute specimen that I'm talking about right here for my career, these big, strong men, pause. Even he struggled. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott behind the Dallas offensive line that fell apart and their quarterback was lost, right? I mean, he's a fantastic running back and people, same exact thing, are saying that he's bad now. Did you see the situation that these guys were put in? Come on now. Shame on you. But Miles Sanders last year, it's not like people are saying that there's some sort of backfield competition or maybe there's some sort of competition because they 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 drafted a fifth round running back in Kenny Gainwell out of Memphis, which I get it. Uh, Kenny Gainwell in Memphis didn't even play in 2020, opted out for the season, but I get it. He played alongside and ahead of Antonio Gibson, who was great last year. Year. Memphis has produced some decent running backs. Tony Pollard has looked good. Henderson, Daryl Henderson has had chances in the NFL and, and Sparks last year early on. Looked decent before Cam Akers took over. But what's what's going on here? What's A fifth round running back. How often do those things hit? Not often one. Number two. Okay, who else is on this roster? Jordan Howard. Womp womp. Barely even played last year. Was getting DNPCD'd meaning he did not play the coach's decision. And then what else is there? Boston Scott, a six-round pick, who could not outplay Miles Sanders last year. Miles Sanders had a 77% snap share when healthy. That was number three in the NFL. 
Number three in the NFL. You know who the only guys ahead of him were? James Robinson, who had the highest opportunity share in the NFL last year with nobody in Jacksonville, right? And oh yeah, that motherfucking monster at like 250 pounds and Derrick Henry out there. So Miles Sanders was getting all the usage. I'm not worried about six-round pick Boston Scott. He's never been able to pass up Miles Sanders in two seasons with them playing together. Oh, oh, but Kerryon Johnson. Kerryon Johnson they brought in, a guy who barely has two kneecaps. Kerryon Johnson is there. That's five running backs I just named for you. Only four of them are going to make this roster. Only three will probably be active on game days for half the game days. Kerryon Johnson is battling for Jordan Howard for the fourth roster spot right now. He's not battling for significant touches. So stop your yipper yapper about, oh, but Kerryon Johnson, they're bringing him in to threaten Miles Sanders in the passing game. Do you not think Miles Sanders was efficient? Dating back to Penn State, he was efficient in the passing game. Miles Sanders was seventh in routes run last year. Miles Sanders finished top eight in yards per touch, which takes into account all of the yardage that you have and all of the touches. And if that number is actually relatively high, which top eight is, it's usually because you're efficient in the receiving game. Also, his yards per reception were pretty solid. He's a home run hitter, sure, but he's also getting efficient with the volume that he's getting through his first two seasons in the league. So hold up, wait a minute, let me put some more facts into it. Miles Sanders is completely fine in my opinion right now. Now, he had a little bit of an injury last year, but nothing major there. I'll pop up what you're seeing right now from the offseason additions to see if there's anything you need to be worrying about or anything else from this Philadelphia Eagles team. From an addition standpoint, maybe Carryon Johnson makes the team. I'm not even really considering him an addition yet until we see the cuts go through. I'm recording this video right now at the end of May and really the beginning of June, right? So our must-draft running back number one, Miles Sanders, all they've added to this team is Joe Flacco. What have they reduced from this team? Well, Deshaun Jackson, Carson Wentz, Marquise Goodwin, who opted out last year, nothing major. The NFL draft is the only thing that you can say, and they actually added some security along the offensive line in Landon Dickerson. They're going to get some guys back, and then Kenneth Gainwell, the, the before-mentioned Kenneth Gainwell. So the only other things to talk about is the game environments and what the offensive line is going to look like. The game environments, they're projected to win six and a half games. That's not great, but six and a half game projection, it could easily be eight and then you're eight and nine and then you're not as bad of a team as it seems. So that doesn't weigh my projections too much here. So their overall defensive rank last year was 18th overall. That's fine. There's nothing really there. Jalen Hurts, he's in a below average quarterback. For fantasy above average, maybe, right? Maybe, but 52% completion percentage, that's very, very bad. We'll have to see if that jumps forward this year. That could be the one thing that can set them down. If they're down behind in games, Jalen Hurts, it might be a Lamar Jackson effect. If they're ahead in games, they have this mobile quarterback, which is a benefit then to the mobile running back because it adds some deception to the offense. But if they're behind in games, what are you really doing out there with a, a not accurate quarterback? We'll have to see how he looks this year. But the offensive line play, they ranked 17th in run blocking last year, 19th overall. They had no Brooks, they had no Dillard, and they lost Lane Johnson later in the season. And then Jason Peters just like left the team before the season started, and then he came back, right? So a lot of things were going wrong along the offensive line. The only guy who stayed healthy was Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason Kelsey, and he was actually the number three overall run blocker. So now you're going to get back Lane Johnson, you're going to get back Brooks and Dillard, and this offensive line should be looking like a top 10 to borderline top five offensive line. Really good for whichever running back is going to be behind it. And oh yeah, we think it's Miles Sanders. Go draft Miles Sanders right now, because at his current ADP, he's currently being drafted 32nd overall. That means midway through the third rounds, and I see him sometimes slipping to the end of the third round in drafts for a guy who you were taking at the end of the first round last year. Miles Sanders, must-own running back, number one on the season. The second running back that I would like to let you fellas know about right now, and if you're still watching, like and subscribe and do those things. And we do have a draft guide where you can see all the player profiles on these players right here. And as you can see, this is the Miles Sanders profile. This is a couple of things that is in there. Not only just that, but rankings, top 150s, tiers to be drafting off of during your drafts, key stats and key metrics, reliability charts, key stats, all that type of stuff. You can check it out in the draft guide and you can find out how to get it completely for free as an add-on bonus when you sign up for the sponsor of our program 
time prize picks. It's linked in the description below. There'll be a landing page to show you exactly how you can take advantage of it and smack your league mates around. Go into war with actually a backpack and some tools. Take out that motherfucking wrench. Throw it at your opponents. Knock them out as they're just running around with nothing. Chickens with their heads cut off. You're cutting the motherfucking heads off. Let's do it. The second player that I want to talk about is similar to Miles Sanders in terms of these players' skill sets. Not their draft capital, not the pedigree of the schools that they went to, but in terms of their skill sets, in terms of how productive they were and efficient when they played last year, especially in the receiving game, but then also, 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 also where they're going currently in ADP. And actually, this player right now, Miles Gaskin, you can get him at the beginning of the fifth round, often in 12-team drafts, definitely in the fourth round. So he goes a little bit after Miles Sanders. So you can start with a stud running back. You can get Miles Sanders in the third. And you can get Miles Gaskin in the fourth or the fifth. And that's a really strong three running back start, in my opinion. Miles Gaskin is the guy for me that I like right now. Miles Gaskin coming off of a season last year with the Miami Dolphins where he played 10 games. He was banged up. But there's something really important to note here. Salvin Ahmed was there last year. Salvin Ahmed is going to be one of the backfield competition mates in this Miami backfield for him. They added Malcolm Brown, who's a touchdown vulture to an extent, previously with the Los Angeles Rams, until Cam Akers said, hey, yo, Malcolm Brown, you're way too old in this league, you 28, 29-year-old guy, get the hell out of my way. And he took over for him. And now Miles Gaskin is not as young, but still relatively long, young, the former seventh-round draft pick. Not much capital, but still seventh-round draft pick. He's just 24 years of age right now. So Malcolm Brown's in that backfield. I'm not really worried about Malcolm Brown taking anything away from Miles Gaskin. I'm just not. This is a guy who last year had 162 yards on 23 carries in that offense. Not really worried about that. Maybe some goal line carries, but that's about it, right? Salvin Ackman looked good last year, but Salvin Ackman is an undrafted free agent out of Washington that's not really known for bringing anything on the offensive side of the ball out of college. I'm not too worried about Salvin Ackman, and neither are the Miami Dolphins, and neither should you be about Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin was injured twice last year. He came back from injuries two different times last year. Salvin Ackman had good games, top 20 finishes, RB2, borderline RB1 finishes on certain weeks when Miles Gaskin was out. And you know what happened when Miles Gaskin got back? He regained his control of the offense immediately. And I'll put it on the screen right now. He came back in week 13 after Ackman had a fine week 12, and he saw 72% of the snaps, and he had a top 20 finish borderline. He came back in week 16 after a bye week and getting injured yet again. And in week 16, after Salvin Ackman had a nice workload the week before that, he had 77% of the snaps, regained that backfield, played absolutely fantastic. He averaged 5.3 yards per touch. That was top 20. He broke the 16th most tackles, even missing six games. In just 10 games, he ranked 16th in broken tackles. You take that over the entire season, and he's finishing top three in broken tackles. He's extremely, extremely elusive for a seventh-round pick that not many people are respecting by taking him in the fifth round right now. And now let me get to his receiving numbers, which were heavily inflated by screen passes, and that might change this year with the additions of Jalen Waddell there and also Will Fuller downfield, right? So that might change this year. But if those guys are stretching the field and Tua Tagovailoa still needs to throw to the mid to intermediate sections of the field, I mean, Devontae Parker is kind of a chains mover at this point in his career. Yes, Mike Gusecki in the slot will be there, but I still think they're going to throw screen passes this season. So I'm not too worried about that. Number one in the NFL with 9.5 yards per reception because he was able to break tackles and he was good in the receiving game in general, right? Number one in that efficiency metric, yards per reception for running backs. Had a 13.5% target share. That was top 10 overall. And he ranked third in the number one efficiency metric for all type of receivers, including running backs when they go out and become receivers with 2.08 yards per reception. Only guys like James White, who are primarily receivers in their offense as a role of a running back, ahead of him. So his 18.9 opportunities per game ranked borderline top five in the NFL last year, and he continued to regain that backfield. I'm not too concerned about the backfield competition here of an undrafted free agent in Salvin Ahmed, who could not you pass him last year, even when Sanders was hurt, of a veteran who's going to be 29 years old by the time the season starts in Malcolm Brown. And the only other guy that they drafted was a seventh round running back who is the same draft capital as Miles Gaskin, but Gaskin obviously proven out of Cincinnati. And that is Jared Doigs, who was not really expected to go drafted by many of people, including myself. He broke out very young as a freshman. So there could be something 
something here eventually down the road for Jared Doigs, but I don't think that he's he's going to have to beat out Salvin Achman first for even a roster spot as a seventh round draft pick. Those guys are usually some of the first cut candidates. If we wanted to throw some concern on Gaskin, it would be the fact that he's a seventh round draft pick, although there's nothing else in his backfield. There's just undrafted free agents and seventh round draft picks, right? So there's nothing else uh, high capital wise that should draft ahead of him, right? It's not like they took a Javante Williams or something in this draft, right? So that's the concern that some people have. I'm not too concerned with what's going to pass him. Somebody of equal or less draft capital or, or investment from the team. But the other concern would be the offensive line. The offensive line last year ranked 30th overall in run blocking. Now they had a very young offensive line last year. They were drafting three rookies or they were starting three rookies that they drafted last year in 2020, a first round pick, right? Jackson, Andrew, they had second round pick and then they had a fourth round pick on the offensive line. They drafted two tackles this year and a right guard and they signed the right guard in free agency. So they continue to add some young depth. So you're hoping that it develops, but even as bad as it was last year, he was still efficient. He still had five straight top 20 finishes Yes, he was in RB2 for five straight weeks last week when he was actually healthy last year. So yes, Miles Gaskin for me is a must-draft running back. The second one of this video, we'll be talking about more throughout the offseason. His team is implied for nine wins, right? I expect to Tuataya Viola with the additions to this offense. Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, another year and another year of experience for this offensive line. I expect, I expect a development for Tua, a full offseason for him in his own right. We can do a whole video on that alone, right? So a borderline defense. Everything looks good for him from a game environment situation. Miles Gaskin must draft running back number two. So thank you for tuning into this video today. If you enjoyed this video, if you enjoy this type of content, the NFL season-long content for me, the must draft type videos, we'll have player rankings, we'll have tiers, we'll have a bunch of other videos coming out, the do not drafts, the sleepers, the busts, the guys, the breakout players that you need to have, the league winning running backs and all that type of stuff is coming out. Now starting in June, all the way up until the season starts in August, and then we'll cover, obviously, football all the way through the Super Bowl. So if you enjoy the vibe of this video, if you enjoy the information that you got smacked around with, if you enjoy my vibe, if you enjoy my shirt, because I think it's pretty fucking cool, if you enjoy all that stuff, consider subscribing to this YouTube channel and tapping the notification bell. And if you want to see my draft guide for the 2021 NFL fantasy football season, that draft guide is available as of right now for this video for pre-order. We'll release in mid-June, but you can pre-order it right now. And you can get it for free, for free, for free, F-R-E-E, -E, as an add-on bonus if you sign up for the sponsor of the program right now, Price Picks. All that information linked down below. So thank you for tuning in. Any questions, just reach out to me. Twitter's a great place to do so, at DFS. My DMs are open. Thank you for tuning into this video. If you have any feedback, let me know in the comment section. You all rock. I appreciate you more than you know. Get yourself some Miles Sanders, the Miles Brothers, if you will, spelled differently, but similar motherfucking values. Miles Sanders, Miles Gaskin. That's a wrap. Take care. Brush your hair.